Yes, Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. You are the living God. Is no like you? You are the living God. Is no understanding that our love for you will increase in Jesus name amen give the Lord a good clap of you and please take your seat lovers of God part number three I know that some of us are expecting the messages to motivate you in the midst of this post-covid in the midst of the challenges that came in COVID and all that, okay? But God has a message that does not look like a motivational message, but it is the message you need to be restored, and that is lovers of God. So today I continue where I ended 
Last week we ended with the three Hebrew boys. Who remembers? Yes. And today I'm continuing. I'm it will land on another personality. That tells us that there have, there have been people who have walked with God in love. If we have only one example, it could mean that the person was some unique person. But we have seen a number of them. In the part one, we zeroed in on Elijah. In the part two, we moved to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And today we'll land on another person. And I'm praying that as I teach this subject, somebody's heart will be ignited to love them more in another level. Amen. One biblical proof of our love for God is a life of no fear. A life of no fear. When you live your life without fear, it tells us how deep your love is for God. A man who does not love God will live in the fear of men. The more you love God, the more it shows that you fear no man. I will show you. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. You can never find fear in love. Where there is love, there is no fear. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casted out fear because fear has torment. When fear appears, it comes with torment. In the bosom of fear is torment. So if the enemy wants to torment your life, he injects you with fear. And as long as fear finds a place in our hearts and our lives, we open up our lives for the torment of the Lord, of, of the enemy. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. When we walk with God in love, I repeat, when we walk with God in love, you can walk with God and never love him. I will show you. I have 22 minutes more. You can walk with God and never fall in love with him. You can come to church and never fall in love with him. And the most dangerous one is that you can fall in love with God and never end your life loving God. No fear means no torment. And I don't know which man is on earth who wants to live with fear. It means that we must all desire and make a pragmatic effort to love the Lord every day of our lives. As long as that is established, you don't need to even bind fear. When fear is too much around you, it means you have gone too far from the love of God or from loving God. When every time you sense fear, Pastor, I sense fear. Pastor, I sense fear. Pastor, I am afraid. It could mean that your love for God has grown cold. May the Lord ignite your love again for him. Your level of love with God 
will tell us how bold you are. Boldness is not what the secular describe. A bold man is a man who has fallen in love with God. His boldness, they said, where did they get this boldness? These people are illiterate. These people don't have exposure in the society. They don't work in, 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 in they, they are not in high offices. But look at their boldness. Yes, they've gotten another kind of exposure. They have exposed themselves to the knowledge and the revelation and the love for God. I thought you are clapping. Your boldness that can never be quenched by man must be birthed through your love for God. That kind of boldness does not come with your academy. You know, academia can give you boldness. Job can give you boldness. So you realize that you are timid all of a sudden when you got a job and you start earning 3,500, 4,500, 2,005. Now you see that there is a kind of boldness that begins to build up. I'm not talking about that one. I'm not talking about that one. I'm, talk I'm talking about a boldness that is not that, that is not based on materialistic substances. It can only be bad. That boldness that when you are entering into a lion's den, you are not thinking about your car or your house. You are so bold that you know you return back. That's what I'm talking about. That boldness that can let you look at the book and say, we won't bow to you. That boldness that made Mordecai not bow to Haman. Mordecai was not a rich man. That's what I'm talking about. It can only be best when we fall deep and deep and deep in love. Look, your job can give you a certain boldness so you lose it. When you lose your job, you see that you are not bold. Yeah. Your business can give you a certain boldness until there's a ma political mafia in and you lose your business. Then you see that. The last time I met one of the big guys in the banking said, oh, she be Quiet. Your boldness, if it's on material things, you will soon lose it. And some ladies, when they marry, they think they've arrived. Marriage can kill you. Marriage can make you who God wants you to become. In this age, day and age, a lot of people want to marry. So when they marry young ladies, then they settle. They forgot and they forget their pursuit of God and now begin to pursue worldly things. I'm not saying don't go to school, go. I'm not saying don't run your business. I want everybody to be a CEO of something in this church. CEO in different if you, if you don't become a CEO, I'll be surprised. That is the level I'm thinking. If I meet you, I'm a CEO of this clay. You, you have to build hospital. You can't be working for people. Everybody must run something. That is what I expect from all of you. But I will show you if I have time. I beg God that I have time. That you see, when God is looking at you, he will never be impressed with your business. Never. At any level. No. He will be impressed with the way you have worked with him.
When I say lovers of God, say we are here. Lovers of God. The hotter your love for God, the more fearless you become. More fearless you become. There is no fear in love. The love of God at work in us empowers us to live above fear. You are living in fear and you are moving from prophet to prophet, pastor to pastor to pray for you. No! Go into loving God. Go into the business of falling in love with God. Fall in love with God. Get closer to God. Get to know God, oh God. Get to know God. You will fear no evil. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? But thou art with me. Relationship. Falling in love with God. That is David. That is David's testimony. And this was a man who loved God. A heart after God. We quote his words. We don't live his life. Are you here with me? It's not the words. It's the life. It's not the words. It's the life. So he said, the words that I speak unto you, in reality, they are spirit and they are life. I pray for you that God will draw you closer and you will draw closer and deeper in love with God. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. Everybody is a victim of his fear. Everybody is a victim of his fear, not fear. Everybody is a victim of his fear. And everybody is a beneficiary of his faith. So, you are a victim of what you fear. So, if you, are, if you don't fear anything, you will not be a victim of anything. It may come at you, but you will never be a victim of that thing. So, the Bible says, no weapon formed against you. So, that thing can come against you. Barrenness can scare at you. Unemployment can scare at you. Poverty can attack you. But you will not become a victim of poverty because you don't fear poverty. Are you here with me? You are a victim of your own fear. Proverbs 29, 25, I believe so. The Bible said, the fear of man bringeth a snare. But he that trusted in the Lord shall be saved. The fear of man bringeth a snare. So a snare is somewhere. Give me another verse. It's somewhere. It doesn't mind. It's binding. It's minding its own business. But because you begin to walk in fear, you attract. He said, it is dangerous to be concerned with what others think of you. But if you trust the Lord, you are safe. That is another dimension of what I want to preach. I won't go there. But that is why you must know who you are. You only know who you are 
not by reading circular books, but by walking with God. Give me the, the KJ. Give me the. I need to move faster now. The fear of man bringeth a snare. It will trap you. Your fear will trap you. How do I fight fear, dear? Then, Pastor. Pastor, how then do I fight fear? Love God. Fall in love. Pastor, I'm a Christian already. Being a Christian doesn't mean that you cannot grow in love. You love God to a certain level and you can love God in another level. The more you love God, the more you walk free out of fear. I'm praying for you that your love for God will never remain the same. In the name of Jesus, fear is intimidation. Fear is inferiority complex. Because of inferiority complex, we have a lot of accidents on the road. I don't see a lot of Bajeros having accidents. Hello? I don't see wild cars having accidents. Lincoln Navigators, Cadillacs. Have you seen a Cadillac having an accident? But because of inferiority complex, taxi drivers, trotters, Toyota drivers, Corollas, small cars that we drive. So when you are driving and somebody, you see that somebody wants to overtake you, all of a sudden, you, you start accelerating. Because you want to prove that you to your car is good. Or you to a good driver. And later will you know that an articulator has gotten spot overnight and has parked the ahead of you and you enter into inferiority. You want to prove that you are a better driver than the one coming. The fear of man bringeth a snare. But whosoever or whoso trusted in the Lord shall be saved. Give the Lord a mighty clap of praise. Job chapter 3, verse 25. A very interesting scripture. The things that I fear has come upon me. And the things that I am afraid of has come unto me. So the things that you fear will definitely Give the enemy an advantage over you. You can only escape the torments of fear when you daily grow in the love of God. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that somebody, somebody in this building and listening to me online, that person will grow in the love of the Lord. The cure for fear is to fall in love with God. If you fall in love with God, why? Because he's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Rafika, the Lord that healed me. So if you fall in love with him, what will you need? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not fall. May you fall in love with Jesus. I said, may you fall in love with Jesus. I said, may you fall in love with Jesus. Can God be intimidated? Can God be put to fear? Can God be put to fright? Ah, show me your friend, and I'll show you your character. If God becomes your friend, 
I can tell you your character. I'm praying for you that like Abraham, they will call you a friend of God. I thought you are clapping for Jesus. A friend of God. A beautiful girl. Powerfully, professionally inclined. Intelligent girl. But a lover of God. How beautiful it will be. A handsome man. Has money. Has all that worldly people would desire. But a lover of God. May God find such an one in you. I thought you are clapping once again. It is one thing to fall in love. And it is another thing to remain in love. Solomon, the man we are ending with. I have seven minutes. Mercy. Solomon, brother Solomon. There's a Nigerian comedian like that. Eh? Brother Solo, brother Solo, brother Solo. He's always running. He has a way he runs. Who has seen him before? You have been watching. You are doing like you do not watch. Every time when it's, uh, something happens, before you're like, he will disappear and be at the gate. He's gone. Brother Solo. He's not the one you're talking about today. Solomon was in love. With God. And that took him to the pinnacle of glory in destiny. He became the richest man on earth. The wisest king, the most powerful king. Built the biggest church that can ever be built. The most wealthy church that can ever be built. The edifice that people are dying to build now. He had palaces more than his father. David had about 21 palaces and he had more. I'm not talking about your three-bedroom house. I'm not talking about your five-bedroom. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about a palace built by a king, not a chief. No, when I say palace, your mind has gone to your hometown palace. I'm not talking about that one. Not even Beckingham Palace. No. When the supposedly greatest queen at this time visited Solomon. She was shocked. She said, hey, not half of your possessions, not half of your wisdom, not half of what you are was told me. Kings, 1 Kings 10, 6 to 7. You need to hear this. I had five minutes, forgive me. And she said to the king, it was a true report that I heard in my own land of thy act and of thy wisdom. Now, before we move to the next verse, you, you keep us there. Keep us there. Keep us there. Verse 7, you've been there already. Before such a personality will visit that kind of personality, don't you think that she would have checked him out. They would have sent a protocol, an entourage to go. If Obama, or I love Obama, I'm always saying Obama. If Donald Trump wants to visit Ghana, you have to send a delegation. There must be some communication. There will be in his intelligence to make um, so much investigations about the atmosphere. There will be so much 
for them, they must know us before they come. So before the queen was coming on, she had a certain mind already big. They had already painted a wild picture of King Solomon. Then now she comes, sees the order, sees the number of servants, sees the edifice, sees the man, and look at her response. How be it? I believe not the word. So when they even told her, eh, the report the people brought to her, when she heard it, she felt it was too big for it to be real. I, I want you to have this at the back of your mind when you are reading that verse. So you know that it's not like, something small. No. What they told her when she had not come, she didn't even believe. Even before she came, she said, oh, you people, you are exaggerating. <laughs> That's what she, she, she means. How be it? I believed not the word. So it has this past tense. So almost oh, like, oh, like they'll tell you, Africans are monkeys. Oh, when you go, there are trees. Then they come and they see moving pig, they see King Pisky. They're like, hey, Ghana, these are here. Huh. So when they told her, the thing was, even this one, it was too big. Like, hey, it's too much. No, a man cannot do so. When he came, he said, How be it? I believe not the words until I came. And my eyes have seen it. And behold, the half was not told me thy wisdom and prosperity exceeded the faith which I heard. If your fame is greater than your works, you are fake. If your faith is bigger than your works, you are fake. He said, when she came and saw the wisdom and the prosperity of the man, ah, is bigger than the fame he had, she had. Why? Because this man was in love with God Solomon was up there because of the love he had for God. First Kings chapter 3 verse 3. A very interesting scripture you don't need to forget. And Solomon loved the Lord. Can it be said about you, Lucy? And Solomon, not a spirit, a man. He loved the Lord, walking in the status of David, his father. He did more than his father. But when God was looking, he doesn't look at what you have, the, the, the magnitude of the work. Because he said they will all be passed through fire. So it's not about the size. And when he passed through the fire, what will come out is what will please him. He's interested in what will come out. And it's another message. I won't digress. Let me finish what I'm doing. Let me finish. We'll go to another side. We'll go, we'll go deeper. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statues of David. In fact, only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. So David, Solomon loved the Lord. And he walked. That means in his initial walking with God, he was emulating the father. Because he has seen the father walking with God. God help me finish this. When you love God, you will walk in his status. 
You know, what kind of commandment is this? We are out of the law. We are out of commandment. You don't love God. That is it. Anytime you start complaining that ah, this message is law, 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 commandment, commandment, instructions, instructions, your love for God has diminished. Because if a wife loves the husband, she will do things the husband loves to see. And I cannot be wearing this ring every day. I cannot be. You don't love your husband. At 10 p.m., you want to eat fufu? Me, I can't. You have to pound the fufu. The best you can do is to invite him to pound with you. Whilst you and you can't say that you won't do it if you love him. No, the women are smiling. Let me say, a fat baby, no, no. Let's concentrate. I've exhausted my time. Let me finish up. Solomon loved God and walked with God for about 20 years. Correct. Correct. Walk with God. We, when we, anytime you hear a Ghanaian say, that means it's coming to swear. In Christ, it's I'm preaching. God is just preaching. Anytime you hear somebody tell you the honest, the honest, I'm telling you the honest. So all that you have been telling me, no, it wasn't true. That's not the kind of people God wants us to become. Our lives must love God. Hallelujah. For 20 years he walked with God. But all became vanity because he loved, he lost his love for God. Hallelujah. There was nothing Solomon had that he prayed for when he was walking in love with God. There was nothing he had that he prayed for. Because if you love somebody, you will genuinely give. For God so loved the world that he gave. The world never asked for what he gave. He loved the world. He loved so he gave. The more you love God, the more you receive from God. Because God will love you more. Yeah. There is nothing you can do to bribe God. And the more God sees a man who loves him, the more he will entrust into his hands. So when he saw Solomon loving him, he entrusted wealth into his hands. But Solomon disappointed God. After 20 years, Solomon started living anyhow. Some of you, you don't have anything today, so you love God. Yeah, you seem to love God. You are everywhere. You speak in tongues now. You travel now. When they give instruction, you do it with humility. But when God begins to entrust wealth into your hands, what is in you, in your heart, will begin to show. Solomon, at 
20 years of working with God, he had built a temple, he had built palaces, he had built houses. Time has beaten. In verse 1 Kings 9, 10. And it came to pass that at the end of 20 years, when Solomon had built the two houses and the house of the Lord and the king's house, a lot of things began to happen. The first thing is that he went to marry the daughter of Pharaoh. When money comes into your hands, you become a womanizer. First temptation. Eddie, the way you are getting money. I don't know why I came here. I'm just preaching. It's a preaching. Say it's a preaching. I'm not professor, I'm preaching. So if I don't take it personal, I'm preaching. But I should go and stand before you. When you start getting money as a man, there are two things that will visit you. Pride and the love of women. Pride, power, and the love of women. It's in the verse 16, I guess. Went for Pharaoh's daughter. said they shouldn't go. That is where he was going. Because for being scared. So he has come to, he thinks that God can understand a lot of things. And this God has not changed. The God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. The only thing is that he gave us Jesus to intercede for us. Hallelujah. But he reacts to sin the same way he reacts. Just that this time he has made a way of escape for us. And I pray that you will find that way of escape and then stand well before the Lord. I thought you are clapping. <laughs> Solomon just went off. He just went off. Where is your love? The more you increase in wealth, the more you can go off. I'll push that scripture in the second service. Hosea chapter 4 verse 7. When I saw those scriptures today, I was, I was very some way. He said, but they like men for they like men have transgressed the covenant. No, 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 no. 4 verse 7. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. Abide the spirit of shame. Abide the spirit of shame. It's not amen, I'm preaching. <laughs> I bind the spirit. It's good to bind because prayer works. That's, what, that's why we pray all those prayers. I love it. But at the background, live a life that will not always find you in the place where God is changing your glory or shame. The next thing Solomon did was that he added more women. One sin can lead you to many. One can lead you to many. More. The daughter of Pharaoh was at the gate recruiting. Chapter 11, verse 1 to 4. I end with those scriptures. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I've been blessed. 
one disobedience. It may not be women. There are many disobedience in the Bible. You increase in disobedience when you love disobedience. But there's one powerful one that will come, the daughter of Pharaoh, and you recruit. Now, let's read. He said, but King Solomon, ah, what they said, he loved God. In the chapter 3, verse 3. Now, look at him. Don't trust your heart. You can be heavily deceived, and you will never know. But King Solomon loved many strange women to get down with the daughter. So, the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, the Edomites, the Zidonians, and the Hittites, verse 2, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, ye shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their God, Solomon. Solomon clave unto this in love. He loved God, but now I did not saw the day. Am I preaching? I thought you were clapping. He clave. The man who was described as a Solomon loved God and walked in the status of his father. I'll show you a scripture there, then we close. That he stopped walking in the status of his father. The Bible recorded it. You think God is not recording it? The Bible recorded it. I was when I saw I said, hey, the thing is serious. And he had. This is the interesting one. I saw something there today I never saw. And we all thought that Solomon had 700 wives and 300 cuckoo. But there were some princesses there. Master, you don't read the Bible like you see it. I didn't print it. In James, old time. And he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 girlfriends. And his wives turned away his heart. Verse 4. For it came to pass when Solomon was old that, that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not perfect. Ah. People read the Bible and they think that the Bible is contradicted, but you have to read it chronologically. In chapter 3, verse 3, God said he loved God. In chapter 11, verse 4, maybe in your chapter 3, you are loving God. Or in your chapter 3, you used to love God. In your chapter 11, where is your love? Are you here with me? Not of him that ran into that's why the Bible says the first shall be last. And the last shall be first. It's not about speed. It's about how well you are working with God. As 
He said, his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God as was the heart of David his father. God compares our lives with other saints who have gone to be with him. Why you saying what you did? God was God was comparing. So look, with David. Verse 9 to 10 of that chapter. I have eaten into my time. I couldn't finish. Maybe next week I'll end it well. And Solomon and the Lord was angry. Be a good, good father. Is who you are. Is who you are. Na, na. And God was angry. With Solomon. Because his heart was turned from the Lord, God of Israel, which had appeared. He has seen visions twice. Vivid one. Having visions is not a guarantee that a man loves God. And I saw this, I saw this, I saw that coming, a goat was jumping into their church. As if we don't pray. Know how we pray. Thank you for your revelation. Keep it coming. As I saw that when you preach, an elevator came to carry you away. And you were walking on the stars and the moon. And your visions is not a proof that you love God. This is a man God has appeared unto him. Have you seen God before? He appeared on them. They ask what you want. What a vision. The end had commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after other gods. Hey. So maybe you, you are better small because you, they are seeing me. It's a pastor that is speaking on behalf of God. But this one, God appeared to him, Ghani, Ghani. But the same way as appeared to him and warned him, he's warning us through the scriptures also. Don't go to, uh, don't, don't, that he should not go after other gods. But he kept not that which the Lord commanded him. Because his love for God is gone. If you cannot keep God's word, it means you have lost your love for him. Close your eyes and pray in one minute. Put your hand on your heart and talk to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Help us. Medowo, medowo, namasomu ye. Medowo, medowo. Lift your voice. Namasomu ye.
thank you for your love for us. We thank you for this word that is revealing in us how deep your love is and how close you want us to come. I pray that, Lord, let this word be in our hearts and let us live it out. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give the Lord a good clap of it. Hallelujah. We're going to take a band ministration in two minutes as we take our project offering. Please show into the word the digital options to are available, the physical ones to the ushers who come around and pick it from you. Let's clap.